Um, so it was, it was great. Um, this morning, um, my mom sent me a text this morning, and she said, hey, would you see if the Lord will let you teach a message about, you know, like we're faith people and living by faith? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I will. And that's what I wanted to teach anyways, and that's what the Lord wants to talk about tonight. Because um, how many of you know this is a faith life? Um, it is, it's by faith we do everything. And it's by faith that we increase. It's by faith that we move. Uh, Hebrews 11.3 says it's by faith that we understand. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says it's by faith that we walk. 2 Corinthians 1.24 says it's by faith we stand. Hebrews 10.38 says we live by faith. 1 Timothy 6.12 says that we fight the good fight of faith. Jude 3 tells us to earnestly contend for faith. And Galatians 3.14 tells us that we inherit the promise through faith. Ephesians 6.16 talks to us about the shield of faith, that by it will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. 1 John 5.4 tells us that it's by faith we overcome. Hebrews 11.1 says faith manifests the promise. 1 Thessalonians 3.7 says faith will encourage us. Ephesians 2.8 says that we're saved by grace through faith. Galatians 5.5 says we persevere because of faith. John 14, 12 says is that faith in us and through us does the miraculous. And Hebrews eleven six 6 says that faith is the very thing that pleases God. Wow. How many of you see that from this, we are called to live a life yes. of faith? Right. The Bible says when God comes back, he is not looking for good people. Yeah. Although I think we should be good people. He's not coming back for happy people or joyful people, although I think those things are very important. But the Bible says that when God is coming back, he's specifically looking for a people of faith, a people who will believe in him, who will believe in his word, who will believe in his promises above their situations, above their circumstances, above their problems, that they will be a people who will give his word preeminence or first place in highest authority in their lives. That's the kind of people we're called to be. We are called to live and move by faith, in faith. It's because of faith we do literally everything that we do. And that's what I want to spend a little bit of time talking about tonight. Uh, it's kind of like a, maybe a second half of the year. Uh, we're talking about the blessing of Abraham. We're talking about miracles. And I feel like the Lord wants to remind us um, that it's by faith that we will receive our miracle. It's by faith we will enter into the promise of Abraham. It's by faith you're gonna, you're gonna get your healing. It's by faith that your relationship is gonna turn around. It's by faith that you're gonna be freed from worry or depression or fear. We're not waiting on God to do something. God has already done it. And I access the promise of God, not by wishing for it, not by hoping for it. I access it because I believe that God is going to do that thing in my life. And so that's what I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this evening, um, because I'm convinced that this year is different than every other year. How many of you would say amen? amen. I, maybe, I didn't, is this on? I said, can you say amen? amen? God is desperately trying to get his promises to us, to you. He is, the Bible says that he has gone before us. I mean, he's literally gone into our futures to prosper the way for us. He has literally done every possible thing that he could do in order to get you from where you are to where you want to be. 
And the way that I grab hold of that is because I live this life of believing. That's what faith is all about. Sometimes we talk about the word faith like it's our religion. Um, but the word faith is being able to believe in something even though I don't see it with my natural eyes, okay? The world tells me that seeing is believing. The word of God says is that I don't have to see it to believe it because I'm confident in the God who has the ability to make all things possible, okay? And so that's what we're talking about this evening when we talk about faith is I want to make sure that we understand I access every promise of God in the scripture, if I could see it, or God has done it for someone else, the, the, uh, the New Testament tells me that the spirit of Jesus is the, is the New Testament version of prophecy, which is, if we were to put it into English terms, it's if Jesus would do it for someone, I'm believing God for something, all I have to do is find someone in all of the world that Jesus did that very thing for, and I can use that testimony as a prophetic word to my life, that God can do the very same thing he did there, he could do it here. Amen. God has no limitations. He has no boundaries. He has nothing that's too difficult for him. You're not in a situation right now that God does not already have a way of escape for you. The Bible says that he won't let anything come on you that, it will, that has the ability to overtake you. But the very moment that you stepped into that trial or tribulation, God has already made a way of escape for you, right? So it's the lies of the enemy that try to tell me it's gonna take me out, it's too much, it's too hard, it's too difficult, it's never gonna happen. The very fact that I'm fighting a fight, God has already made a way of escape for me. Okay, you with me? Because we are people, we are creatures, we are in us, the Bible tells us that in us, the very power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of me. I am a creature, I was designed to live in the limitless ability and potential of heaven. That is my very nature. Jesus told the disciples when they were praying that you're to pray this way. Pray, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have a right, a God-given right as a child of God to demand anything that is in heaven. I have a right to demand that, that thing come to earth. That means every good gift that God has ready for me, I have a right to expect it in my life. Now, I don't do that because I wish for it. I don't do that because I try to be good enough to get it. How many of you know the Bible says it's by grace we are saved? But I, I don't have to do anything to earn it. I don't have to do anything to deserve it. He gave me this amazing gift of saved, Zoe, life like God has it. I access that because I believe in it, but I don't have to be good enough. I don't have to qualify. I don't have to earn it. Okay? So that's what we're going to talk about is understanding that there is, a, there is a pressure that's on God, which we've talked about a lot in understanding of grace. There is a pressure that's on God, and really Jesus on the cross, he already did everything he was going to do for us. When he died, when he shed his blood, right, when he hung on the cross, he made that bold statement where he said, it is finished. He accomplished, it, it says that he removed the power of hell, death, and the grave. Every Every ability that the, the land or the enemy or people had in order to lord over you, when Jesus died on the cross for us, he won the victory for us, past, present, and future. 
that even though the problem that I'm facing today is 2,000 years after Jesus died on the cross for me, his victory that he won on the cross paid the way for my problems that I'm going to have yesterday, today, and for the rest of my life. The cross already answers yes to every problem I have, every situation that I would run into. But I access that by faith. You see, the faith message is not just a pick-me-up. It's not just a message that we preach because we're getting ready to take up an offering or because we notice that the crowd is seeming a little bit sad and they need a little bit of a boost, okay? Faith is the very reason why we live. It is the very reason how we rule. It is the very ability of heaven in my life. That's what faith is all about. And so when I take a look at that and I understand what the scripture is talking to me about faith, I understand that my very job as a believer is to believe. I know, right? (laughs) Right? Let me blow your mind for a minute. We're called believers, not because it's a title, right? I'm a believer because I honestly believe, right? I mean, like, the word is so complicated and complex, right? It's not. Well, if I can believe it, we're going to talk about that. That's the scripture we're going to go to today. If I can believe, the Bible says, all things are possible. So Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, that you are, you're giving us a little bit of a checkup tonight, Lord, to remind us that this is a faith life. We are faith people. We go to a faith church. We live in a faith world. We access our promises through faith, the goodness of heaven by faith. So Lord, I'm asking this evening, God, that we would not just be believers in name only, but believers because we actually believe. We choose as an act of our will to open up our hearts to receive the word that goes forth tonight, Lord. Let those words be seeds deposited on good soil in our heart that they would produce 30, 60, and like Jeremy said, 25,000 fold. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, So we're going to talk a a little bit about, we're going to read in Mark 9 um, this evening, um, it's for those of you, you know, who've read the New Testament or read through Mark, you'll know it's a very familiar passage of scripture. It's when um, there's a little boy who's healed. Um, he has a mute spirit, um, but the mute spirit is worse than that. Not only can he not talk, but he'll have like these fits where the, basically the demon that's on the inside of him will kind of flare up and he basically like the demon tries to kill him. Okay. And and so this is happening in Mark chapter 9, um, and, you know, th- we're in the, this passage of Scripture, we're watching, we're going to watch Jesus interact with this man while his son is on the ground, like, foaming at the mouth, writhing around, like, acting like a crazy person, okay? Um, and so this is where we're, so that's what's happening, and so we're going to pick up in Mark 9, verse 20. Um, so we see at this point, right, the, they're, they're explaining the, the father is explaining to Jesus